We here at Sports Best Friends want to begin each episode by acknowledging the Gadigal and Camaragal peoples, the traditional owners of the lands on which we record. We also acknowledge the traditional custodians of the various lands on which you all are listening, always was, always will be. of Sydney, Australia, comes two energetic Aussie commentators. Ben, aka Cardi B, is a budding expert in NBA collectibles and a longtime NBA fantasy sports winner. Big T is a rookie to the whole game, wanting to grow and learn over the season. Join them on their season of exploration here on Sports Best Friends, a member of Brooklyn Netscast Media. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends NBA Fandom, a podcast as excited about the NBA as the commentators are about LeBron dunking in his 19th year. I'm Teeb, using my own, and I'm recording these views on the Patrick Zoom Ewing hotline. On the court, waiting for tip-off, is our boy Cardi B. How are you, sir? I'm really good, thanks, mate. How are you? I'm great. Look, I haven't, um, I should do this all the time. People can find you on Instagram and Twitter at, oh, it's different. Actually, tell us what it is on Twitter first. It's uh, at Cards Bench. Yep. And then um, Cards, and then at Cards from the Bench on uh, on Instagram. So. One of my biggest pet peeves, I've got to tell you, I've never told you that. But about anyone's like thing, you need to have the same at. I wouldn't, I would uh, never, I would never have, if I did an at on Twitter and then started it on Insta and it wasn't the same, I'd just be in them both to start again. I can't, I don't know why. I've got funny things about I was too far down the I was too far down the path, and then uh, yeah, so I'm I'm working on it. But you can come up with as yeah. many excuses as you want, and they're all legitimate. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm not going to be annoyed by it. Uh, and you can find me at Brooklyn Nets AUS, uh, and also it was my anniversary weekend this week. Uh, we did nothing on the actual day, but today we went to a very beautiful restaurant, uh, had matching wines, and then went straight to a friend's birthday and had limoncello. So I am halfway there. I got to tell you. Wow, it should I'm be good quality it. content then. Well, uh, and, you, and, and congratulations on your anniversary, mate. <laughs> thanks, mate. I, uh, I struggle to remember people's names and what they're doing at the best of time. So, you know, when, when, my, when, my, when my ability to concentrate is also waning, it'll be a long and boring episode for everybody else. Um, now, speaking of long and boring, yesterday my brain was unable to stop spotting merch. Since we did that bet, I've now just been an absolute rain man for it. So everywhere I go, everything I do, particularly yesterday when we had in most of the day out in the city, uh, and I decided to, to chronicle it, I did base, basketball versus baseball merch, um, and I'm going to run through them now with you. I saw nine Yankee hats, which breaks my original seven, um, a Blue Jays cap, five Dodgers caps, a Red Sox cap, a Twins jersey, which was outrageous, and wow. Oakland Athletics shorts, which I also thought was outrageous. And then uh, basketball, I saw a Brooklyn Nets cap, uh, a Raptors tee, a Hornets tee, a Chicago Bulls tee, a Space Jam movie tram, tram, I hope this is on, tram, an entire tram in basketball merch, uh, a Celtic singlet, a Hornets singlet, a Lakers singlet, and a Sydney Kings 
cap. Now, if you if you're counting along, which I'm sure Media Watch Mario is, uh, baseball technically won because Yankees and Dodgers blew everyone out of the um, park. But if you did it just on variety alone, there was only six uh, different. Uh, baseball things, but there was two, four, six, eight, nine different basketball things. So the so the types of and teams of things that we're seeing, or that I'm seeing in basketball world is far outweighing um, baseball. But it's just it's essentially hats for baseball, which which we could have assumed. And I think it's the what was that brand that you said that's probably nailing it for women wearing hats? Uh, that online shop that was doing oh the iconic iconic yeah. And I think I would say women wearing. If I saw a lady wearing a hat, it was ninety percent strike rate. It being a Dodgers or Yankees, and they probably the blew the um, they blew yeah. the thing out. Uh, but that was that was a fun thing for me. And the Space Dram tram made me laugh out loud because it was an entire tram with LeBron James on it, and I counted it. Uh, and they had their own ad. I was adding everyone in just in case they cared. No one, none of them cared. But Space Jam at Space Jam movie, that, that's an account. So they uh, they also got tagged in that post. They uh, they released the basketball cards for Space Jam actually this week as well, so you can uh, pick those up. Not that I have any in stock, but <laughs> if, if anyone wants any, uh, you find sure a better card store. You can yeah, let us know. <laughs> yeah, if you find someone who actually wants them, uh, I'm I'm most intrigued by your why you were staring at people's shorts. I mean, that's the thing that kind of stands out for me. There is it. Yeah, you don't know me very well. <laughs> my I would love to see a heat tracking. Uh, I, I recently saw this great um, bunch of photos about or study on, on where people look and how it's different um, for guys and girls and, and who looks at people's eyes more and things like that. And amazingly guys look at people's eyes more than girls do. Um, but from this, I was like, I really want to do me. I don't want anyone else to see the results in case I look like a massive creep, but I want to know how much I'm looking at people's hats compared to everyone else. Cause I reckon I'm clocking merch way for, or just stupidly more than, than normal people. And so this Oakland athletics shorts, the person could have just been a normal person, but I would have just gone green shorts. There's that a tick bang, like without even seeing their face yet. I reckon Um, the other amazing thing that happened was on Friday morning. And I'm at the moment uh, taking myself out early in the morning and uh, playing basketball against myself in in a court. And, um, and it's just, I'm I'm obviously shit. Um, But on Friday morning, standing there, maybe I I go for about 15 minutes and 10 minutes in once I've obviously got my, quote rhythm as as um told happens i hit nine free throws in a row which is wow. fucking ludicrous but it's even more ludicrous when i tell you i didn't fucking move so when i hit the first one the spin on it hit the went swished and bounced back to me i was like oh that's amazing hit a second one it also rolled back i was laughing by the third when i got to nine i was fucking almost freaking out that i hadn't moved the ball is just coming back to me and they're going in. I almost thought I was dreaming or something was happening that the ball was boomeranging back. And the ninth one, to be fair, actually went in but careened off in a different direction. And my game clock, because I set an alarm to know that I, I've, I've got to stop uh, and go and do my real life, went off and I was just like in awe of what the fuck just happened. Wish I filmed it. No one would have believed it. It would look like I photoshopped the entire thing. It was hectic. I love it. I love it. I, the tenth one, you surely able though. You can you can be honest with us. I never shot it. I never shot it. The ninth one. I just I, there. I shot walked the ninth like one. Jordan. It walked. Away, it bounced the wrong way, so I had to move my feet, and then my alarm went off on my headphones. So I went, okay, it's time to go. Done. It was also nice amazing one. timing. They didn't have to shoot another one. Uh, nice one. We're recording on Sunday Australia time, so it's been two days since that, but nothing like that's happened. But that one was. Um, that's just. That's just. 
more evidence that you can shoot a thousand times and eventually you go on some kind of blue or you, you flip heads or tails so many times that eventually you get a run of heads. Or if you shoot enough free throws, eventually you get nine in, but not moving. Unbelievable. Um, so I've had a pretty fantastic couple of days. You, you on the other hand were, you know, wiping the sweat off your brow when you got on the zoom today because just shit's Creek in your, uh, your poor little house. Oh no, it's, uh, just life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing major. Just uh, a couple of sick kids and uh, just life this weekend. So, um, yeah, weather doesn't help and all those things, but uh, it's all good. Nothing to complain about. Seconds. Bryant for the win. At least the Suns are winning. They are the winning. <laughs> uh, I tell you what. I tell you what was good that um, the feedback from last week was much smaller than the week before about the things that we got wrong. That's good. And there was only one, there was only one pronunciation that I was called out on, which was um, Yokim. Now I can't no. say his name. Now I can't say his name. Uh, Yokim Noah. I kept saying it Yokim, so I, that was called out for me. But everything else was right. So that was that was a nice start. But um, the Suns had a great week. Uh, we I won't spend too much time on the games um, this week, but. Uh, uh, we played the Pelicans, uh, 112-100. Um, we were down double digits pretty early on, and the um, and we came back. Um, but most importantly in that game was that um, Chris Paul uh, moved from fifth on the all-time assists uh, list, um, and he passed Mark Jackson for fourth, and then he passed Steve Nash for third. So now, I was uh, yeah to move into third. So he's in third place now. I mean, he had 18 assists in that game, and he was pretty pretty amazing to help the comeback so only behind John Stockton and Jason Kidd and he'll probably never catch Stockton um I think Stockton played has played 500 more games than him oh my god it's like that it's it's insane um so and a thousand uh, of those with the mailman as well with mailman yeah Yeah. I think most of them have have been together but um so that was pretty amazing for that game uh the second game we played was against the Rockets and it was such a boring game that I'm not even (laughs) going to talk about it because it was just terrible we won by 12 that's that's enough of that. Um, and then the third game for us uh, was today, which was actually a really good game mm. uh, against Atlanta. And I was sitting in the car park at the Woolies because uh, I had to go in, but I didn't want to. Watch, I wanted to watch the end of the game, so I sat in the car and watched the end of the game. And and it was a game we were down by twelve with with ten minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and we ended up winning. And I think uh, Chris Paul was just instrumental again in that. Uh, it was just a pretty pretty amazing game. So uh, enjoyed that. The big news of the week, though, for the Suns is the story about Robert Sava um, that we've spoken about a couple of weeks ago, but it's finally been published. It's a 7,000-word uh, documentary, basically, of all the things that he did um, from, as a, allegedly did. Um, and so the investigation from the NBA will start, um, and I think it probably writes off most of the Suns' season because that, with your owner being investigated, would surely be a distraction. So... Lots of racism, misogyny, uh, sexism—you whatever ism you want—he's he's committed it over the seventeen years of earning the Suns. But it's a really interesting listen uh, to some of the podcasts this week, and there's one that stood out for me, which was the uh, uh, the um, Raja Bell and Logan Murdoch one on the called the Real Ones. And if you want to hear about it, uh, Raja Bell plays for the Suns under Robert Sarver, and he has some pretty crazy stories. But even if you don't. Uh, believe what is being said and being published. The the stories that Raja Bell talks about is uh, you know old white guy syndrome, and I've been around it in my own corporate life, and it's mm. just horrible. 
it's just really horrible. So that that's a big week, and that's probably going to derail us our season. If I'm being very honest. Um, so yeah, <laughs> uh, we've got three big games next week: Kings, Blazers, Grizzlies. All those teams are below us uh, in the in the standings, but they're the kind of games that we want to win. Uh, so. Uh, if we get up on those games, we'd, we'd sort of be six in a row and that would be maybe pretty huge. So that's kind of the week in the Suns, but um, it's it's really focused on that bloody owner. So, mm. What a shame. And I mean, mm. what a shame in like the fact that it happened, not that, it, you know, that it's happening to him because that, uh, uh, we said it before, but the whole rich white dude syndrome, as you call it, is such a, is such a thing. So it's so easy to believe that this is what's happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, in good news, uh, the Nets owner is still above board. He's um, he's doing an excellent job, and so are the Nets. I am going to bore everyone with our terribly boring games because I'm thoroughly enjoying going for a team that's winning. We won all three games this week. The first game I'm going to brush through because it feels like like a lifetime ago. The, the first tweet I'm going to read. I mean, we're, we're supposed to be at the, the Pistons were supposed to be a team that we were supposed to beat, and we did. Um, the only interesting thing I'll talk about is at Playboy Claxton tweeted, KD was killing the Pistons so bad the refs kicked him out of the arena. So he got he got two technicals in that game and was ejected, which honestly feels like last season. And I know I didn't follow the Nets last season, but it feels so long ago that that, that happened. It was a, it was a nice elbow to the head uh, to get to get to get ejected. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. <laughs> and I also thought when I was I was watching the game and uh, in highlights and um and then. Uh, and saw it. I also saw his face afterwards. He tried to say after he was trying to push through that screen or break down the screen or whatever term you want to use, and he puts that elbow. Another guy said his face afterwards is so malicious. Like he's so keen on whatever just happened and gives zeros. He's not doing the whole hands up. Like what's the whistle about? He's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad I was going to cop that whistle. And I'm glad I got him good. The guy's name that he did it to, who's the Kelly kind of, Olenek? It was. I thought that was the name of the guy with the beautiful eyes. So when that happened, Kelly Ubre. Kelly Ubre. Oh, okay. Okay. So um, when they said the, the, that name, I was like, oh, my God, this is a nice eye guy. You can't touch his face. But then when they did another close-up, I was like, oh, that's not the guy I was thinking of. He's got long, dirty, blonde hair. He's not that dude. Um, also, it turns out had, that that beautiful sorry. eye guy is not very good. Am I right? Now I'm seeing on the Twitter he's, he's a bit off. He's okay. okay. He's okay. okay. He's, not, he's, 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 no, he's not a superstar, uh, okay. but he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a NBA yeah. rotational player, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll call him. Yeah. What were you going to say before I talk about our rebounds? Uh, that that Katie and and Olenek got into it a little bit earlier in the game, and I think when the game was kind of over, that was a bit of a payback from um, uh, from from just just a smack in the head on his way out the door. So uh, yeah, he's got a bit of a mean streak sometimes, Katie, uh, and we, we've seen it a few times. But that was a good one. That was a really nice nice smack to the head. So we won, we lost the offensive rebounds again, but finally it doesn't mean anything because we won the rebounds altogether 41-29, which is outrageous. And then we also had more points in the paint. We ended up winning that game 117-91. It was fantastic. We led essentially the entire game. Great to watch. Uh, we went into a real change though with the uh, Atlanta Hawks, who you said you beat today. And also I just want to give a shout out to the Braves who also won the World Series this week. Congratulations mm. to them. Uh, at BL City 5, the Nets defense held the Hawks' high-powered offense to 20 points in the third. This is a tremendous job. Steve Nash deserves so much credit for what he's doing. The man was playing chess while the whole fan base was crying about him tinkering with lineups. I also have been thoroughly enjoying our, our defense and through listening to a bunch of pods, much smarter than me, with all due respect to you, they, had, they were talking about how the Nets used to be a switching team uh, and now... 
Paddy Mills and someone else, maybe Javon Carter, um, or Javon, I don't know his last name, I think it's Carter, uh, push fight through screens so often that now they don't need to do that. And they're, and they're a lot more detailed in their defensive makeup and that no one anticipated that and yada, yada, yada. So that was great for me in two ends. One, I had noticed that Paddy was fighting through screens and, and had mentioned on the pod that I didn't know if he was stitching that mm. up and you know making a problem of it or whatever, which made me feel really smart. But the second thing was, made me feel great that we weren't just a one dynamic. We switch all the time. There is some kind of rhyme or rhythm to it. And, and obviously Steve Nash is a better coach than people had possibly maybe thought before. At uh, Nets Kingdom, AJ had also tweeted, big leads mean nothing to the Hawks, lol. But defense and rebounding has looked really good for the Nets so far. Fire Emoji KD and LMA Joey B on offense. Now, uh, Lamar, Joey B and Patty Mills have become a real thing recently on the socials and in the last two games. They're, they're called the Blue Collar Boys. Oh, obviously, um, uh, oh no, sorry, it's not LMM, it's not Lamar, it's... Um, it's Blake Griffin. And so I'm loving the whole, like, not fringe. Obviously, um, Blake's a big player and, and Joe has a, you know, somewhat of a a face in the league. But the three of them together do have a bit of a, maybe now in their career, they're all kind of a bit old and, and fringe-ish and easy to jump on and get the shits with. And so they're just talking about how they take charges and, and do the dirty work. And they have this stupid, amazing hard hat thing and hard boots little thing that they do for each other on the bench it looks so naff and and when griffin was talking about was asked about it in the press conference he was mildly embarrassed about talking about it and, and it kind of made me think about those times where you and the boys are like having a great thing but then when someone from outside the group like asks what that handshake or whatever all of a sudden it seems really embarrassing you were loving it before but now it looks really stupid anyway it had that vibe we ended up beating atlanta 117 108 i felt really nervous about that game we got super out rebound we had terrible points in the paint but obviously what do i know those things are still happening and we're still winning so I should just shut up and, and watch our there final was, game uh, there was what just on that game there was there was a three that KD hit just before the third quarter and that 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 was huge uh, just before the third quarter ended uh, so he was he was enormous in that game uh, but Atlanta as well as a team are really interesting because they're probably the deepest team in the league but the problem they have at the moment is they have a couple of guys who are sort of fighting for minutes and trying to work out their rotation because you've got, oh. you've got like a 12, probably a 12 players on that team that could play major minutes or play 30 plus minutes, but you obviously don't have enough minutes for all those players. So they're at a point in their uh, game where they're not really sure who their guys are yet in, in terms of rotation. And I think they'll probably have to make some changes, especially because they lost that game. They then lost to Portland and then they lost to Phoenix today. So they're going to have to relook at their, their game. Uh, so, yeah, it was, but it was, it was a really good game. I was shot on as well uh, and thought that was a great game. Unlike the Lakers, though, and we'll get to them in a minute, at least Atlanta looks good while they're losing, which I, which I would take. Yeah. It still sucks, but I take a lot more solace um, than what's happening at the moment in Los Angeles. The final game happened on Saturday. It was again against the Pistons. Kevin Durant tweeted, This is a spiritual experience. I'm not sure what he was relating to, but it wasn't the game because he was on court. But at Harden Hours, um, quote tweeted it saying, Watching Harden tip-tap ballet with the ball and splash a three in poor defense, in a poor defense's face is what he's suggesting as a spiritual experience. Now, that that's true. He did look good. I'm still obsessed with um, any kind of crossover step back that he does for a three, but it it makes me want to also make you talk about that insane handle where he then pulls back out, does the handle again, loses the ball, and then what appears to be drops his controller. Like, it looked like someone was playing a video game and then drop their controller. He just walks while the other guy dunked behind him. It was nuts. It was the most amazing play I've seen all year, without a doubt. It's like he forgot he was in a game. And it yes. was just like, oh, yeah, that's cool. 
and then for the game to be so close at the end and just in the background you could see uh who i can't remember who, who yeah throws his hands up and it was just like what just happened and then they cut to steve nash and he's like it was just it was the most amazing <laughs> playing, thing right? i've ever seen <laughs> yeah, it was nice. yeah and it was it, it's kind of like if if yeah, there was a few. There was a few things that were thrown around there where, when Harden wouldn't forget if he was at the strip club, he wouldn't he wouldn't make those kind of mistakes. You know, like all these kind of jokes that were coming out. I thought they were quite funny, but yeah, he's not in shape, uh, and he still looks that good. As in, he's still scoring points. Uh, he had a big game. I mean, like he's, he's but that 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 play was mind blowing. He got a triple double in that game while still doing that. And he yeah. said, and he said in that game, he said in the game before that he's relying a lot still on his basketball IQ and all this other stuff, which I couldn't just help reflecting on the moment. His basketball IQ looked like a high schooler where you know you were shitty about one small play you made and then gave up on the play. Um, but as you said before, you said Durant made a bucket in the third quarter, but you could dead set, copy paste that in every goddamn game at the moment. He is so clutch. Um, so at SNY Nets tweeted, Kevin Durant is currently the number one in the NBA.com MVP ladder. And it's not just because he's like doing great things. He's li- literally carrying us in parts of the game. And the Pistons probably isn't a team that we should be that close on. But he sewed that game up, the Atlanta game up, the Pistons game up before, just with his calmness and his, and his timely buckets. There is never a time where you're thinking, KD, don't drive. You should get a pass off. He's always the person you want. The ball in your hands at Shaky Warrior Orb tweeted in Kevin Durant we trust, which is exactly how all Nets fans feel at the moment. But I am mildly concerned about what this means in the long run because I know um, it's an 82 game season. He's played all of them. He's played big minutes. There's still no Kyrie. Um, there's this. I mean, there's still Wob now is talking about no Woj. He's now talking about um, there is a, a mild Ben Simmons Kyrie Irving real chat happening about a trade, which I'm now starting to, as much as I don't like Ben Simmons as a person by the looks of things, I'm now starting to like that idea because no Kyrie and, and nothing is not as good as having someone there who, who can help out um, Harden. How are you feeling about the Nets after seeing those three games? Or Obviously, KD's a go, but I was just then talking about his tiredness. Mm. How are you feeling? Uh, so I'd be worried about that. I, I think I'd be worried about that exactly. As you just said, I totally agree. He's He's, he's you know, still coming off major major injury right and and so to have him have to play those kind of minutes is is pretty insane uh, a couple of things uh, he doesn't have the supporting cast that like a Giannis or a Steph do where they if you look at the top 3 i think in in betting at the moment for mvp um, Durant's actually number 3 behind Giannis and Steph but those guys have really good supporting cast whereas i think if KD goes down uh, you guys be in trouble with Harden in in the shape that he's in so i think that's that's definitely a concern. Um, one good thing for you today was that um, Cam Thomas, who's playing in the G League, which is your your guy from the, um, he had thirty five points in the G League today, so he's he's probably ready to go if you needed him to kind of step up. But I don't know if he'll get much of a run this year. Mm. But you know, it's it's a long season. He started pretty well. Uh, he, as long as he's on the court, just 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 enjoy it. Um, yeah, oh, for that's sure. How, that's how I'll be looking at it. Yeah. Uh, now, <clears throat> at the real Skip Bayless, um, he also tweeted the best player on the planet was at it again tonight down the stretch in Detroit, three late clutch baskets to close the deal. That's what he does. Hash KD MVP. And isn't it lovely that he does just such a lovely, wholesome tweet? Oh, no, sorry. It, it wasn't finished. If only LeBron had been born with that kind of clutch gene. There you go. I'm so glad that I thought <laughs> for a moment he'd, he'd done it, but he hadn't. We won that game 96-90. KD with a 
Uh, double double, he got 10 rebounds on that as well, which is also just ludicrous. Um, and 29 points. And James Harden, as I said, got a triple double, 13, 10, 10. Anything else happening in the league that's catching your eye at the moment, sir? Uh, a couple of things that uh, actually that game uh, was probably Kate Cunningham, the number one pick's best game. He had 17 points and he looked, he looked good. Uh, and I think he probably kept it close for them uh, for quite a while in that game. Uh, the 76ers today beat the Bulls and went to the top of the East uh, without Ben Simmons. So, you know. Embiid looking good. Embiid oh, looking so amazing. Of, yeah, but yeah. His, his threes look great. His putbacks look great. He's really good. There was a there was a shot at the end of that game where it was they're up by five anyway, but he, he he had the ball with sort of twenty seconds to go and he off one forty like hits a three. It was just it was just insane. And the guy is just so talented for someone that's seven one. And he actually I don't know for those that didn't watch the game, you should watch the highlights. He he gets so excited at one point that he kind of punches the air and as he does, he turns around and punches the guy in the face. Uh, and so they were like is he going to get ejected? What's going to happen? It was totally it was totally accidental, but it was just one of those moments yeah. where you like. You know they want to. The NBA wants to stop people from celebrating like that. So uh, he was lucky to stay in the game. But uh, they had that game the whole game. The Seventy Sixers were in control of that game most of the game. So um, they were they're really impressive. in Golden State on the other side of the draw, uh, who have only lost one game as well. So they look good. Uh, the other the great other thing, thing about is, that Bulls game, sorry, sorry, was that they've um, they've been big comeback kids. They don't look like they're out of many games. And so I also mm. thought the Seventy Sixers might fade because they they just got so much belief. But no, the Seventy Sixers held on. It was great. Yeah, that w- it was a really good game as well. I think we've we've had some great games this week. Um, mm. Maybe because I'm watching more games as well, I'm, I'm sort of really I'm using this pod as an excuse to watch more basketball. <laughs> That's good. Um, but uh, the other thing I really liked this week was the jerseys, the city jerseys. So every Thank year you. they come up with the city jerseys, and uh, the all the teams get around it. They bring out a version. Some of them are horrendous. <laughs> If you watch the Miami game today, that is the ugliest oh, so jersey you've ever seen. Oh, my God. The numbers are two different colors. If you're 17, just, the one is one color and the seven's another. It was wild. It's mind-blowing, isn't it? Uh, some of the jerseys, though, are really cool. And I, I actually like the Brooklyn one because I like the old-school Nets mm. uh, um, symbol from, from back in the day. And uh, I like the Charlotte ones. Uh, I, I guess, and the 76ers ones as well are pretty cool. Um, so I, like, I love that rotation of jerseys. And um, most years I try and buy myself that jersey because it's like the one that's kind of the one that you, you're going to remember the year by. So um, yeah, right. get, if you haven't checked them out, check them out. Pretty cool. And I wanted, I'm so glad you brought it up because it is it in the rugby league terms, just like retro around without, without calling it that? No, usually it's, a, it's the heritage of the team. Uh, so they might, uh, so Rip City is what uh, Portland was always known as. And so they usually have the Rip City jerseys. Uh, the Suns, for instance, they, this, their jersey is the Valley. Um, obviously Phoenix being there and uh, that's the, they have the, the rainbow uh, Phoenix there. It's really cool. Um, and so it just depends on the city. They customize them every year. And some, so there is some repetition in some jerseys. Like I think Utah's had their same one for a while. And I know Phoenix has had theirs for a, uh, probably two years now, uh, but otherwise they're, they're just a really cool addition to, to, you know, what is great memorabilia, um, not memorabilia, um, merchandise, merchandise for, mm. for that. Mm. NBA just does lots of things really, really well. Can I ask you about this at Harden barbecue tweeted, Nick's beat the bucks, bing bong. Now, first of all, how do you feel about Bing Bong? 
You know what Bing Bong reminds me of? There's a Peppa Pig episode. I've watched a lot of Peppa Pig in my day and it's called the Bing Bong Champion. And that was the first thing that came to my head when I heard that on the, the announcement. So but I like, the, I like the idea behind it. I didn't know what it was, so I had to Google it. And uh, it, for those that don't know, it's the, it's the sound on the subway when it goes Bing Bong before it takes off. But, so I quite like that. But I still, still for me, it's Peppa Pig. What about you? Are well, you a fan? The, uh, I love it. I love, I love when someone can just almost uh, grab something and make it. I don't know, make it a slogan or something that the whole city is happy to embrace. It, it's a, it would be so hard to do unless it's really authentic and they just seem to have nailed it. But the cute thing is I also heard that it's from, allegedly from the subway, or that's what people are telling themselves. But it's been made popular or, or, or culturally relevant through that guy who, who is just on New York streets filming people about asking them random questions and filming them. There's so many incredible characters in New York that it's really easy to do and, and make it popular. And then he was filming them when they, um, he would do a lot of those when the Nets, sorry, when the Knicks were winning last year and would just find the craziest, most outlandish human beings that ever existed. Seemed to be Knicks fans when winning. And so that bing bong, which is such a sweet little, um, like, can I get your attention, please? Bing bong, doors are opening, is said by these huge, burly, drunk guys, like, bing bong, we're going to, you know, it's just the most aggressive way of saying something. And now whenever something happens, they're all shouting bing bong, like it, like it's a threat, you know, like, or like it's a, it's a war thing. And it's now in, it's so quickly updated that now in uh, Madison Square Garden, when they hit threes, there is a, someone who says bing bong, (laughs) which is just amazing. It's such a short period of time that they've culturally appropriated that and made it their own. And, and, you know, that's, that's incredible. So, um, so it sounds like city jerseys next year for New York will be oh, bing bong for sure. hundred yeah. percent. And it should be. And I would almost buy one just because of the, you know, the time that we're around. And the last thing I wanted to talk about, uh, well, actually it's not the last thing because I also want to talk about the Celtics. At Joey Knows YT, he tweeted, want to hear a joke? The Lakers. Now they are, they are falling away. I watched a, a bunch of incredible highlights about LeBron last night, just um, reminding me that he is great but also just how far, and he's still great for the Lakers. The last time he played that game he played the other day was phenomenal. He was incredible in it. Um, but without him, they're still so loaded on paper, but they just look so poorly. They just can't hit a bucket. Mm. Well, I saw some stats today that, well, I saw some stats today that Westbrook is actually shooting twos and threes better than a lot of the main shooters in the league. I know we'll talk about the ball uh, shortly, but uh He's just he's just not a team player. That's how I see it. And you watch that, and there's a bunch of really good individuals, and they're just not a great team. And uh, Anthony Davis, uh, again, I saw another tweet today. We call, instead of day to day, we call him day to Davis because he's so often injured. And even in that, even in the uh, game the other day against um, OKC, he gets he gets his hand jammed and looks like he's out. And he walks off the court, and you're like, oh, he's down again. And then he comes back, but they end up losing the game. Uh, they're just dysfunctional. And I said, I said from the start, I said the first 20 games, write them off, but the Lakers will still be at 500. I, I genuinely don't know if they will be at 500. Mm. Uh, so I would be concerned if I was a Lakers fan, uh, but knowing that you got LeBron there, I think come playoff time, it's again, it's a team you probably don't want to play. Okay, see, I think it's only one, two games. I could be wrong about that. But I know that they've won both of their games against the Lakers and both of them from behind, which is outrageous. Like a long way behind, like 20-plus yeah. points, yeah. which is crazy. So, Bushy G, yeah. loving it. Um, G. And the last one I just want to talk about for your brother is the Celtics because we talked about the two overtime games and then a buzzer beater to lose. It's just all happening for the Celtics at the moment. I'm not smiling. I, I promise, Becky, I'm not smiling. <laughs> 
it went it was it was quite an amazing amazing kind of turn for them where Marcus Smart came out and called out their two best players uh, the other week and uh, earlier in the week saying yeah. well these guys need to share the ball and they go away they have a player only meeting or whatever it was and then the next thing you know they come out and they like they put the clamps on Miami and they went from 20 29th in def- um, defensive rating to 10th over two games because wow. they defended so well. Uh, and then today, uh, Bill Simmons was tweeting uh, about it being the dumbest plays he's ever seen at the end of a Boston, uh, the end of a, an NBA game today. So uh, I, I feel for the Celtics fans. Um, and I actually called my brother this week not to talk about anything but Celtics because I wanted his take on it. And so we ended up spending 20 minutes talking about it. But uh, it's frustrating, I think, when you have a team like that. Like, are they really, are they a top four team in the East or are they a lottery team? And mm. no one really seems to be able to answer that. I don't even know if they know that right now, but they need to make some moves probably at some point. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead. Talking about making some moves, how's your fantasy going? Uh, I'm going to lose this week. And, uh, you say that every week. How are you going? No, What's your record? No, no, no. I won the first two games. So oh, great, I've great. got, I won the first two games and I'm going to, but I'm definitely going to lose this week. Uh, I have. You're undefeated. I just want to clarify that. I was undefeated until 2-0, oh, okay. 2-0. And, and then I'm going to lose this week. Uh, so I have Chris Middleton who has COVID. Uh, so he went down earlier in the week. Uh, I have DeAndre Ayton who has a right leg contusion which meant that he only played one of the three games. Mm. Uh, and then in, in their absence, I picked up two players. One was Laurie Markkinen, who actually got COVID before I could, he could even play a game for me. Oh, no. Uh, so that was a terrible pickup. And then the other one was a guy who plays for the 76ers called Kirk Mars. And uh, he, got in, he played one game, then missed one, and then played today. Played well today. Um, but it means that I, I lost this week. because I, I And the team that I was playing against, Dan, who uh, has, has a pretty good team. But he had a couple of injuries as well. And he had Embiid. So I was hoping that Embiid would sit out mm. today. But he didn't. But he had 60 points. So... Going to get beat this week, uh, which kind of sucks because I've got two two teams next two weeks that um, might uh, might struggle against too. So I need I need COVID to go away. Or what I suggested was a list of players that have had COVID, so I can make sure I don't pick them up in free agency in the week. That would be much more helpful. So if anyone <laughs> yeah. has that, that would be great to see. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tell I'm me about well, I'm still running hot. I'm undefeated and I'm just about to win this week. So there's there's five games remaining. He's only got... Sorry, I've got five games remaining. He's only got three. I'm already up by about 200 points. Uh, LeBron went down and I can't change mine. I did clarify. I can't change lineups until the end of the week, which I remember doing to try and help the people who... Just to make sure that everyone kind of stay engaged rather than just you know three or four people who really care changing every day and the other people not. Um so that happened, which which was disappointing. He, he did he did play one game, fifty one points, but then stopped. My other bloke, though, the guy I was versing, also had um, DeAndre Ayton, and so he only got thirty five, which was great for me. Um, but other than that, everyone's just flying. Um, Devin Booker killing it for me. Ananobli's killing it for me. Capella Valanciunas, I think he was playing in that Pelicans game where they were winning for so long, and he was just nailing everything. I was so excited for him. Um, and C. Anthony. For the Magic, who was who we were talking about last week, 122 this week. He's been an absolute star. It was such a great shift, uh, putting Bridges on the bench. And then once I put Bridges on the bench, 
another guy in my comp saw that and went, oh, if you don't want bridges, I'll take bridges. And he's put up a he's put up a trade, which I obviously put through you and your brother straight away, which you both put a green a green stamp on saying, go and do it. So that was super exciting. Because as you said, like, I've got bridges on the bench. I'm not using him. I mean, is it bridges? I'm probably saying his name wrong. Yeah, it is. Bridges. No, it is bridges. Yep. yep. Yeah. And so you got nothing to lose. You know, the the guy. Who, can you remember who it was? I now can't even remember. Michael Port, Michael Porter Jr. That's right. Which was a, a straight up straight up steal for you. In in my in, I think both of our opinions. Uh, reason being is that you probably know what you're going to get with Mikhail Bridges each week, whereas Michael Porter Jr. can go off for sixty points, uh, especially with Jamal Murray still out indefinitely. The only challenge with Porter Jr. is that. Uh, he hasn't had COVID and he's one of the few non-vaccinated players in the NBA. So we hope that he doesn't get it and go down for an extended period. But I think it's a no-brainer for you to to make that to make. Is that he switch. the same bloke who went in for that insanely easy layup with no one around him and missked today? No, I didn't see that. today, so potentially okay. could have been, could have been. The yeah. uh, he gets his shots I, as well as he does his vaccine shots, and if that's the same guy, that's my joke. He. Uh, yeah, so uh, the other one you mentioned there was Cole Anthony and he, he had a great quote this week where he, because he got taken 14th in the draft and he came out and said, do you really think that there's 13 players in that draft that were better than me? So he's got a real chip on his shoulder and he's got something right. to prove in that team. So he's, he's going all in uh, this year and so you're, you're reaping the benefits of that. So yeah, mm. big, big week for him. Um, Jay, Jay Paul Till. Paul Till. P-O-E-L-T-L. Yoko Pertle. Pertle. I keep saying this one wrong, but I've been corrected a few times. So, yeah. He's, uh, he's also injured, which was great for me. I hope the guy's okay. But the, um, the person I was against this year, uh, this week, Doctor's Dream Team, was the only other person who was undefeated. So, your boy T is now on top. Only one undefeated. Uh, and I blame, entirely blame you and your brother. So, thanks so much for that. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, it, it was a it was a pretty it was some pretty big scores this week actually from from like big players like Lamelo and Paul George both had huge weeks. But the one that surprised me most was Jared Allen. Uh, so if anyone had him, he he had a huge week. I don't know whether it was Markin and uh, going down and not taking some of his time, but uh, he had a huge week. So if he's in your league, make sure he's on your on your team or active on your team next week. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. So each week we come with some bets. The expert tries to flex on the rookie. What is the current standing, sir? Oh, sorry, before this week. Uh, so this week uh, we're uh, two and one, two one you. Yeah. So yeah. And this week's bet was uh, Josh Giddy to have uh, two double doubles in the two games that he played. Uh, yeah. And I got and... roasted big time for that afterwards. I was told that I should have taken a line of zero point five rather than one point five. But anyway. <laughs> well, I think we talked about it, yeah. and uh, you had extreme confidence in our man. In all the so that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, so he had 15 and five in the Clippers game. And then he had five and eight in the Lakers game. Uh, and I think it was the first highlight that I've watched. Well, yeah, the Lakers highlight where Giddy was not to be seen. And normally he's always in the highlight, right? They're like, oh, Josh Giddy with the play. And he was just very quiet that game. Even he had five and eight. 
Uh, but Shea Gill, Shea Gill just Alexander was amazing in that game and hit some huge shots and it was all about him. So kids, uh, kids, a bit, bit fallen off this week, but it means we're even. So that's always fun. Uh, keeps it interesting. So we're two and two. And what would you like this week's to be? All right. So we talked about this uh, prior because I was having mental blank on bets today. So I'm going to give you the credit for this one, but you say uh, the most assists in a game. Is that where we're going with it this week? Is that what you're suggesting was yeah, between so, the, the Nets and the Suns? Yeah. So at the end of this week, we get to then look and say, you you pick your best player from a, from any team and go here, this is my Trump card. And then I pull out a Trump card and we see which one has the most amount of assists. So obviously you get to check if, 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 um, CP3 has a terrible game against, let's just say, you're playing the Pelicans, but then has a great game against the Bulls, then you you obviously pick the Bulls one. And then if Harden has a great game against whoever, you know what I mean? So you get to pick the player and you get to pick the game um, right. from this week. Excitement. I, I worry. I worry that um, I, I might be. I might be leading you leading you astray uh, this week because I believe uh, that uh, CP3 is currently leading the. Uh, Assisting, of course. He just has. He just recently. Uh, that's not something that I didn't know. He just won the twenty thousand points to ten thousand assists. Like he's the first person. I get first it. I get it. Never to do it, right? And also, oh, Devin right. Booker is just shooting from everywhere. But I've, you know, I've got to have faith in someone. So it's the Nets. All right. Well, let's do it. All right. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want me to? Do you want me to lock in? Uh, no. Okay. Let's do that. All right. Let's do it. Lock it in. Yeah. yeah do you're it. okay. Okay. And also, if you end up winning some because you're smarter than me, that's also partly the point. So you're allowed to. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's also allowed to happen. On Miller, McKee gets it in the middle for the win. I've turned up late and I have some questions. First one, this one comes from, it's a quote tweet, at RTNAB. Not to make an excuse or anything, it's just a different basketball. It doesn't have the same touch or softness as a Spalding ball had. You'll see this year there's going to be a lot of bad misses. This is Paul George um, on the league-wide struggle for shooting and at... At Chuck's guarantees, he said, you all think there's a validity to this? I thought they played with a different basketball in like shoot-arounds and practice or in personal workouts. And as long as it's the correct size and inflation, it shouldn't be important. What's your what's your take on this? I'm really shocked that it's become such an issue. Uh, I, I knew that they were changing the ball. I just didn't expect that it would have such an impact. And you look around the league and some of the best shooters are really struggling now, whether that's just coincidental with them, you know, having long off seasons or whatever the case may be, but it seems it's going to take a while. So uh, the, the one that comes to mind is Dame Lillard. Uh, he's he's really, really struggled this year and he's a knockdown shooter. So I think they'll get it right eventually, but it's been really surprising because to, to your tweets point, wouldn't they be practicing at home with respective balls through the off season before they kind of turn up to the court. Um, but maybe that, maybe it is really that different. Uh, I'm no, no basketball expert um, in terms of the look and feel of the ball. I just this week got my glow in the dark 3d ball uh, turning up. So I'm not really worried too much about the look and feel of the ball, but um, so there's, there's probably other people that are better qualified than me to quote, to, to quote on it, but it's, uh, it's really interesting. That's for sure. There's probably more qualified people to talk about this. Could be the name of the podcast, so let's not so let's not bandy that about. Um, what about why did it change? Because I know it was Spalding forever. It was like an iconic thing in the same way that like Steeden is 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 for rugby league or um, that one is for AFL. So why change it to Wilson this season? Was it more money? Was it what's the deal? 
I'm assuming it's just that it's come up for tender and and uh, and they've decided to to put it out and change balls. I, I actually don't know the background on it, so maybe we'll, we can talk about that uh, next next pod. But um, interestingly enough, the Wilson ball from Castaway sold for one hundred fifteen thousand dollars today. Isn't that a random uh, that random thought just came into my head as yeah. we were talking about it. There, it? there was debate about who who bought it, but you know I love memorabilia, and someone paid one hundred fifteen thousand dollars for that for that ball today. For that fictional go. ball that was a prop. Well, it's actually the the prop from the from the movie, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. But no one was actually cast away and talking to that ball. It was just Tom Hanks being paid in front of. Are you saying Wilson isn't real? <laughs> Wilson is real, man. And also on the same uh, on the tram that went past after um after the uh, whatever like Space Jam one was an ad for his latest movie, which is this him and a dog and a very acute looking robot. I was like, that's the most Tom Hanks movie. I haven't even seen it, but it already looks adorable and heart wrenching and slubbing. And I don't want to watch it because it's going to be too sad. Um, Anyway, that was just also a random thought. It had nothing to do with cash. Speaking of cash and buying things, what's happening in the world of cards? I saw on the socials that you had a big pickup. Everything was like, it had like a big pile and everything was already in its plastic. It looked rad. Uh, yeah, so that was pretty fun this week. Uh, so there's a there's a service called Ship My Cards that you that's in the US. So if you buy on American eBay, uh, you want to send it out to yourself here in Australia. It costs you a bomb. So what these guys do is you send all your stuff to this one spot in America. They pack it all up for you, and then they ship it all over through FedEx, and you you, you manage like an inventory online. So it's pretty amazing. And the great thing is over the course of like the last four months, I'd bought a bunch of stuff over various uh, weeks and days and weeks, just accumulating it all. And I was like, okay, I'm going to bring it all over. And so this week it all turned up. So I had about, I have about 30 graded cards in there. So the graded cards are the ones that have been sent off and come back with grades. And I got some great, great cards in there, but it was like Christmas opening it all up again because I couldn't remember what I'd had. And it's really that, that was pretty exciting. So that was pretty, that was pretty awesome today. Uh, well, today I sort of listed it on Instagram, but been sorting through it over the last couple of days. It's taken like three days to get through it all because I bought so much stuff. That's uh, right. God, that's right. But it's all for, a lot of it's for sale. A lot of it's, some of it's for me, but a lot of it's for sale. But I got, I got some nice, I got a, actually a really nice Kevin Durant card that I can, I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you later. I'm sure it's a, it's a PSA 10, which is the top, yeah, the yeah. top grade. And it's I know his first card. Name, there you go. And it's his first card in uh, his Brooklyn uniform. So it's a pretty cool card. So happy with that one. Uh, the uh, Panini, the company that uh, that we all know and love, and now I can't think about it the same way after you told me what Panini actually means yeah. uh, on the earlier pod, uh, they have released uh, a, a bunch of new products again for 2021. Mm. And so I had a bit of a rant on the socials about that this week because they're just, it's a big money grab and they're, we're, we're well into the new season and they're still releasing product from last season. So it's, it's pretty insane. Um, so that, that's a bit frustrating for people because what it means is there's more rookie cards of guys like Lamelo Anthony and um, Anthony Edwards and the guys that they know that they can extract money from. Um, and they've obviously got a huge stock of these cards. So they just roll it all out and don't put in the new work for the new rookies. And we're going to be kind of rotating. So, so I'm off them, off them a little bit this week. Uh, but the one thing that I'm back on is NBA top shot, uh, which is the um, NFTs. Uh, so these are digital clips of uh plays in basketball that you can buy and so uh, if you go into nbatopshop.com you can create an account and and deposit and buy buy them so the release series three 
this week. Uh, and what that means is it's a plays from this season uh, are coming out. So it'll be a you know one person play of Jimmy Butler hitting a three or dunking or whatever that is. And you can go on and buy it and own it. And at the moment they're really cheap. They hit a huge spike uh, probably 18 months ago. And a lot of people got on them and you had to, you'd go into these waiting lists to get even a, a chance to open a packet. But this year wow. it's, it's calmed down a fair bit and you can pick up a packet relatively easy. I missed out. I missed out on one drop this week, but uh, you can pick up the packs and the players pretty, pretty cheaply. And I just think that with all the talk of NFTs and everything that's happening, they've really got this platform as a user to the point where it's amazing. You can buy through your credit card, but if you've got cryptocurrency, you can buy a cryptocurrency and you can collect your players, you can showcase them. And it's a really fun thing to do if you're into the NBA. So um, I have been spending a bit of time and a bit of money on NFTs this week. Um, but if you're not sure, go in and check it out and have a look and and, and get on it. And you can pay, you can buy them for sort of two and three dollars. So you don't have to spend a whole lot of money on it. That's pretty now, fun. Anyone who's following this kind of, you can buy a digital PDF and that's you forever and somehow you own it and no one else does. Everyone's going to ask this question. And so I'm, I'm sorry if it, you've already been asked a thousand times. No. I could screen record your thing and I still have it the same way you do, but there's just a different moral thing about it or, or what's, how does this really work? Cause I mean, I can't take a photo of cash. Um, I can't take a photo of a card and feel like I have it, but I feel like I can take a screenshot of a PDF and I feel like I've got it. It's a, well, I, I, guess I know it's a gif. I know it's a gif. I could screen screen record a gif, you know, and, and have it. So how does this really differ from that? Well, it just becomes a tradable currency, and that's ultimately what it comes down to. It's I can trade it for whatever I want to trade it for, whether I want the cash back or not. And it's just it's no different to what's the difference between that and a and a basketball card, right? Like I, if I, what am I using it for? I think that's the way you need to think about it as a collector, as opposed to it being something that is going to be a huge investment that I'm going to. No, you know, no, no. Own no. It. What I mean is, I own it the same way you do when I just screen record it on my phone, whereas I don't own it the same way you do when you have the basketball card and I took a photo of it. Oh, okay. So you're talking about in a practicality actual... sense, like I can still look at the clip that you own in the same way you can, but I didn't pay for it. You did. Yeah, that's true. I, I can't really argue with you on that. Okay. Uh, I'm okay. sure that. So there is I'm sure that. I'm. Sh- I'm sure there's a. I'm sure there's a. Uh, a an argument around that. Um, this. Uh, these guys obviously have done a deal with the NBA on the rights, but I think it. Yeah. From my understanding is that um, Souths are actually going to do it in the NRL right. uh, next year as well. I'm so sure it'll, it'll become the, become the the way that um, sport is sort of traded and and moments are captured. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I can definitely understand that and feel that and 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 want to be a part of that. Um, and would love to just like if I could own and feel like no one else owns Benji Marshall's flick pass as a thing, like that would have a huge amount of currency for me. Anyone could watch it on YouTube, but the fact that I own the West Tigers version of like that one thing that no one else could have bought it just me, like that that does have some kind of credit to it. Um, that I can understand a lot of other people don't see the credit to it because they feel like they could watch it anytime. But then for me to know and I actually own the rights to it, like that's now my thing i can i can yeah. see a value to that my, my for me it's a collectible thing so i can collect all the sun's moments from last year of the games that i watch and then i can actually watch them all back in a reel that is like you so you stick them all together and you can watch them one after the other and it tells you the details of the game and all the all the stats that go with it and there's obviously there's a tradable element in, in that as well where you can make you can make money uh, but if if anyone if you don't follow gary v 
um, I, I highly recommend you do. Uh, and he is a self-made businessman who does a lot of rah-rah stuff, but he's well into NFTs as being the next, the next big currency around the world. And also uh, he's a big collector of the basketball cards as well. So he helped really push a lot of the movement and he, but he collects, he's a collector himself, but he, he he's a pretty amazing dude to, to follow. He comes from nothing uh, and he's pretty transparent on the way that uh, he sells himself, but yeah, it's it's an interesting guy to watch, and he you you'll learn a lot around the NFT space when you if you're following him as well. It certainly makes a lot of sense, and the way that the world's going, it makes a lot of sense that we should be able to own PDFs and things like that and sell them a lot better than we do now. Um, yeah, we'll just take time. I, I think I think if you think about the crypto, the whole crypto movement, I think the one that the, you know I was pretty early on in the crypto space, so I was quite lucky and and was able to make a little bit of money out of it. But I used to sit at um, many office meetings or or lunches and barbecues and things and people were like, what are you doing? You can't do anything with that. You can't buy anything with your cryptocurrency. But the idea was that eventually you would be able to, and now you can, you know, uh, hook up a MasterCard to your cryptocurrency and be able to purchase through it. So I think if you want to, there's questions there's always going to be questions around these new sort of currencies and we're not a financial podcast but uh if you if you've got the spare cash and you want to experiment and and potentially um you know make some money off it then yeah it's worth 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 looking into it we found the end of another app you legends listen all the way through the end thank you very much we hope you get good looks great shots kdb you've been a pleasure to spend time with us normal sir as always, a pleasure. Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people on the socials like at Brooklyn Netcast. And we'll talk to you next time, sports best friends. Sports Best Friends is hosted by me, Big T, and co-hosted by Ben Charlton. Music by Love Drunk Hearts, edited by Big T. We are brought to you by Cards from the Bench, and we are part of the Brooklyn Netcast Media family. Of course. Just lemon jellies, mate.